Well, hi again, everyone. I'm 1010 Wins Sports Director Mark Ernay. This is On The Mark, shining a spotlight on the stories behind the stories in the world of sports. I had the great good fortune to chat with some key members of Israel's national baseball team, which has several exhibition games scheduled before heading for Tokyo starting tonight, Sunday, July 11th in Brooklyn. Then they've got a game tomorrow, July 12th in Rockland County. The manager of the team is a Bronx guy, and I'm going to guess he's probably a Yankee fan, but we'll talk about that. Eric Holtz is joining us, and uh, Skip, thanks for the time. My pleasure. Good to be here, Mark. Born and raised in the Bronx, how do you wind up the manager of Team Israel going to the Olympics? Oh, it's been a heck of a journey. Uh, born and raised, uh, born in Parkchester, raised in Co-op City. Um, lucky enough to uh, get drafted to go play uh, pro baseball in Israel in 2007. I was drafted as a player coach uh, to work with Ron Bloomberg. And uh, that was the first time I got to meet Peter Kurz. And uh, I was asked to go back in 2013 with Maccabi USA as an assistant coach. Uh, then in 2017 as the head coach of uh, Team USA. And it was then that Peter uh, asked me if I would uh, take on the responsibility of the Israel national team and uh, no hesitation. So I uh, won the gold medal at Team USA on Tuesday. Wednesday I became uh, the head coach of Team Israel and here we are four years later. Talk to me about when the fly ball settles into your outfielder's glove during the qualifying and you know that for the first time ever Team Israel We'll be playing baseball in the Olympics. What was that moment like? You know what, Mark? I mean, it, it still hasn't set really in. Uh, you know, it's two years ago already. Uh, nobody gave us a chance to be here. Uh, all we did that summer was go 17-4 and four and, and uh, you know, did real well in four tournaments in a row. And, uh, you know, you never say never with this team. It, it, it just, it's been surreal, you know, from, from that moment. We've got a bunch of uh, former major leaguers, uh, some guys that we know of, uh, you know, from the neighborhood, if you will, Ty Kelly, for one, uh, talked to Shlomo, uh, Shlomo Lippitz, former neighbor at the city winery before they moved uptown. Uh, Ian Kinsler is among uh, some of the other notables. Uh, what makes this team so good? Well, I, you know, there's no ego here. Everybody uh, is here for the common cause. Uh, everybody put, really put their ego aside, whether they're indie ball guys, college guys, uh, or ex-pros. And, 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 you know, we're just playing for, you know, truly, truly, nobody's playing for contract. Uh, we're playing for uh, the name on the front of the jersey, not the back. And uh, it's just made it that much more special. How much does it mean to be able to play some games in the area as you get set to take off for Tokyo in a couple of weeks? You know, for me, it's even more special. You know, this is my backyard. I live in Westchester County, and, uh, you know, we'll have 4,000 people here. I, I think at least 1,000 of them are my family and friends. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome, you know, to, to, to be able to bring Israel's baseball program uh, to the Northeast to let people see us and uh, kind of interact with the fans and the people. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. You mentioned Boomer, Ron Bloomberg, first ever designated hitter. I talked to him just a couple of weeks ago. He's pushing Thurman Munson for the Hall of Fame, and rightfully so, I think. Uh, so I have to guess you're a Yankee fan, yeah? So my father actually uh, got to see Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth play. Uh, so, yeah, I am a, uh, a lifelong Yankee fan and uh, suffering right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big-time Yankee fan. What was the dream growing up in the Bronx? I have to imagine it involved Yankees and not maybe so much Team Israel. You know, yeah, I mean, any kid that laces them up, uh, you know, dreams of playing, you know, in the big leagues. 
Uh, <laughs> proud to tell you that at 55 years old, I still play on four different teams from age 18 and over to, to age appropriate stuff. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's been a hell of a journey. You know, just some wonderful people in my life throughout and uh, all have contributed to get me to this point. When you get to Tokyo, obviously it won't be like a normal Olympiad because of the COVID restrictions, but I have to imagine that can't take much away from the experience, can it? I don't think anything's going to take away from what we've done and, and, and what we're going to do. We're going to go over there and we're going to uh, represent Israel with pride and dignity, um, you know, knowing that we're playing for an entire country and, 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 and a people. And, uh, you know, the fact that we're the first team to, to, to be there in 40 years makes it that much more special. I don't think COVID uh, protocols, restrictions can take anything away from this experience. As far as your uh, lineup goes on a regular basis. Uh, who do you plan on playing that uh, that our listeners and and baseball fans would know? On our team, we have uh, yeah. I mean, we have Ian Kinsler, 14-year big leaguer. We have Danny Valencia, who uh, was in the big league for God nine years. Uh, Ty Kelly, John Muscott, uh, Josh Zai, Jeremy Bleich. Uh, you know, all were in and out of the big leagues. Uh, those are probably the biggest names that we have, and uh, you know, we have a bunch of role players behind them. Um, you know, everybody's here ready to do their job. What do you expect when that first game gets ready to start? in Tokyo will be going through your mind? Um, for me, uh, I'm very family oriented. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I really will be thinking about my mom and dad who are no longer here. My family uh, today, my wife and kids and granddaughter who can't be with us because of COVID and uh, just go out there and uh, like I said, just, uh, you know, do things the right way and, and, and play with pride and dignity. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll represent everybody really well. Now we are with Team Israel General Manager Peter Kurz, a New York area native and a Mets fan. So I'll have more fun talking to you than I did with the, with the skipper over there. Talk to me about putting this team together. Uh, it, was a, it was a long journey. Um, thank you very much, first of all, for having me. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to, to a really good uh, Olympics. Um, it was a long journey. Um, it sort of started in, 20, in 2007, went, went meandering around to 2012. Um, about 2017, it really, it really picked it up when, uh, after we finished the WBC, um, we, were, we were the miracle team of the WBC. Um, ESPN had called us the Jamaican bobsled team, um, being the final team of 16 teams to qualify. And in the end, uh, defeating, uh, the, the, defeating the Netherlands, defeating Korea, and defeating Taiwan. Um, and in the final time, defeating Cuba. So Israel defeated the Cuban national team. We came in sixth place out of 16 teams, and Israel was on the map. And after that tournament, um, I had a little predicament because on the one hand, I had this team of mostly American Jewish ballplayers who played for Team Israel. Because of the heritage rule in the WBC, they could play for Team Israel. Um, on the other hand, I had a national team made of Israeli nationals, which was sort of mediocre in European baseball. We were someplace in the B pool. Um, the WBSC, the World Baseball Federation, announced um, about baseball coming back to the Olympics. And they announced what the, what the way would be to qualify. And I studied that, and I sat down with our manager um, in New York. I remember it very clearly, but I'm sure he also said the same thing. We sat in a Holiday Inn uh, Express um, in mid-Manhattan for breakfast. If anybody knows the breakfast of the Holiday Inn Expresses, <laughs> they, can, they can appreciate that. Uh, I took out a napkin, and I said to him, this is what we have to do in the summer of 2019. We've got to win four tournaments in four different European countries in a span of 10 weeks, um, and we can do it. And he looked at me, and he said, you're crazy. 
And he said, but I'm with you. Meshuggah, probably, right? Meshuggah, yeah, he said Meshuggah, that's true, but I don't know if your <laughs> viewership or whatever knows Meshuggah, but he definitely said Meshuggah. Um, and I proceeded to talk to 10 guys from the WBC team who just played for us, and I explained to them what it was to make Aliyah, which is to immigrate to Israel, to right. become Israeli citizens. Um, and they totally bought into, that, into it. They all wanted to do it. They had no conception of either, even getting to the Olympics. They just said, you know, we really want to do it. We love Israel. We really want to play for Israel. We want to visit Israel. They all came to Israel. They, they did all their paperwork and everything, which is not an easy matter to do, to do that. Um, they all came to Israel. They've been to Israel since then about two or three times. Um, they would have been a lot more if not for COVID. Um, and, and after that, we got four more players. In 2019, we went to the tournaments and we did what I said we would do. We won all the tournaments. Um, we won the qualifiers in, this, in September of 2019 and we qualified for the Olympics. It's hard to believe that it's almost two years since that last out flies to the outfield. And I remember watching right. the stream because here's Israel about to do something that's never happened before. Right. You know, these Cinderella stories, if you will. Yes. What was it like for you as the GM that put this team together for that moment? Oh, wow. Uh, listen, I've been living in Israel for 32 years and, uh, and working in baseball for over 20. And the first national team I took overseas was in 1999. Um, and at the time, the president of the Israel Association of Baseball gave me a player and said to me, listen, I, I had no experience in baseball, in coaching baseball. And he said, don't worry, I'm going to give you a guy in the Army. He'll be your, your main coach. And, and the guy who gave me in the Army was Shlomo Lippitz, and I think you interviewed him previously. And Shlomo, that was the first time I got to know Shlomo. He was a 20-year-old kid in the Army, and he, came, he left the Army for two weeks to come with us to, uh, to Holland. Um, we lost all our games in Holland. By the way, there's also another player who was a 10-year-old kid on that team who's on this team now, Alon Leishman. Um, we lost all our games in Holland, and Shlomo was, uh, was, 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 was my assistant coach. And here we were, 22 years later, Shlomo was on the mound in the qualifying games for, for the Olympics. He was the last pitcher on the mound, that fly ball that went to right field, and Simon Rosenbaum caught that. I had tears in my eyes. I was with my son, who was also on that 1999 team. Um, and I had tears in my eyes, and I just we were hugging and congratulating each other, and I just couldn't believe it. But there we are. It really is an amazing story, and Shlomo, of course, a great story. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I met him four years ago uh -huh. at City Winery because I had read his story, and I said, "Here's a guy who's working around the corner from our office. I have to stop in and meet this guy. He's sure. a baseball player, Israeli." Well, think I was talking to him. You know, what's more exciting, the Olympics or the bobblehead? Because you know, <laughs> it, it, anybody can go to the Olympics. That's Not right. everybody gets a bobblehead. Um, this this journey for you having put this team together and i'm asking you know pretty much the same question to everybody it's going to be a different kind of olympics because of the restrictions because of covid right. there won't be any fans in the stands or a very limited number right. of fans in the stands but i can't imagine that it takes anything away from you know the culmination of this journey of yours right Listen, never have, having never been in the Olympics and knowing of the Olympics, just watching it every four years and knowing that on Friday night they have this amazing, you, you watch this amazing opening ceremony on Friday night and then you start watching the track and field. Sports you don't see, you only see them every four years. The Olympics is just like a, a dream that's, that's on, Mount, on Mount Olympus. I mean, that's, that's where it is and that's where you think it is all the time. And all of a sudden we will be there, we'll be part of that. I know it's going to be difficult conditions. It's really going to be, it's not going to be the same as other Olympics. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people in our Olympic Committee in Israel about it. Um, they were shocked because when I, when I first, in, in, the, in September of, of 2019, when we qualified, I came to them and they were very happy, happy and they were hugging me and everything. But at the time they had 50 athletes going to, uh, to Tokyo. And all of a sudden I added 24 more. So I added 50% more of their delegation. And unfortunately they didn't have much of a budget for it. So the last two years I've been trying to raise money and fundraising and everything that's been part of my job. But 
just going to the Olympics and being there, I know when I, well, I'm, I'm pretty old now, but when I get a little bit older, I'll look back on that experience as an incredible experience just having been there. And our goal is to, is to medal. We definitely want to get a medal. I don't know what color it's going to be, but we definitely want to get a medal. Um, and, and not because of just getting a medal, but also to, to, to develop baseball in Israel. Today in Israel, there's about a thousand kids playing baseball there. So the Olympics will definitely put us in a different platform, in a different place. Um, we're also building two fields today in Israel with the help of the JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Um, so we're building a field in Beit Shemesh and a field in Renana. And, and the combination of, of, of winning an Olympic medal and building those two fields, because as they say, when you build it, they will come. Um, we hope we'll double and triple the number of kids playing baseball in Israel. That first game, I think, is against Korea. Yes. And so when you guys are lined up along the foul lines after the introductions and the anthems and getting ready to play, what do you expect is going to be going through your mind? What will probably go through my mind is 2017, when we played Korea in 2017 in the first game of the WBC, and we defeated them 2-1 to one in 10 innings. And the winning hit was, was Scotty, Scotty Bertram, who's our shortstop. Um, he had the winning hit to the, to the second baseman. Um, and Josh Zide threw the last 49 pitches. I know it's 49 pitches because if he would have thrown 50 pitches, he would have had to stay out for two days. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have to stay out because there was a pitch count. Um, so Scotty Bertram's with us, and Josh Zide is with us, and there's a bunch of guys from that team with us. And the way that this team has been developed and come together, the chemistry of the guys together, um, we're number 28, ranked number 28 in baseball. South Korea is ranked number two. The U.S. is ranked number three. Japan is ranked number one. But I think being the underdog and being number 28 in world baseball um, and coming into this, being the underdog and being loose and everything and, and, and being together and having maybe God on our side a little bit um, certainly helps. We know from experience, underdogs have done special things at Olympics. Good luck. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Up next, my chat with Shlomo Lippitz, a pitcher on Team Israel, but... He's got an interesting story, not just about baseball, but uh, his day job is helping to run City Winery, which used to be a neighbor of ours on Varick Street. You guys have moved since we last spoke, but it's good to see you again. How have you been? Doing great. I mean, we're, we're on a baseball field, so that's, that's good. So we're getting ready. Team Israel's working out here at Palisades Credit Union Park in Rockland County for an exhibition tour that starts tomorrow, and you guys will actually be coming back here on Monday to play the Boulders. Tell me about uh, what it's like to get, first of all, get ready to go to the Olympics. Well, first of all, it's nice to have everyone on the same field again after a year and a half of uh, kind of a hiatus. But, uh, you know, we're excited. This, this, is, this is happening. We're two weeks away. Uh, we're warming up engines. Morale is good. Everyone's healthy. So we're ready to go. All right. Tell the audience, because this is, an, to me, it's a fascinating story. Here's a guy who's got, you know, a regular gig during the week, and then he shows up and he's, you know, playing Olympic baseball. And, and before that, you were World Baseball Classic and qualifying for the Olympics. How did you wind up on Team Israel? Well, I've been, I'm the grandfather of Israel baseball, as the guys like to say. I've been playing for Team Israel since I was 10 years old in Israel, and I've uh, played now for my, uh, this is my 32nd year on the team. So I've seen it all. The downs and the, the, the valleys and the, and the top of the mountain. Yeah, but this is the first time that Israel has qualified for the Olympics. What was that like? I saw it on TV, and a lot of us were able to watch it on the stream when it happened. But when that last fly ball settles into your outfielder's glove, and that's the last out, and you've qualified for the Olympics, what's going through your mind? I mean, just, just euphoria, uh, excitement, disbelief. Uh, you know, could not not think about kind of the journey 
you know, from uh, the depth of uh, European baseball all the way up to, to the Olympics. You know, uh, the, probably the highest profile sporting event in the world. Um, you know, I've been saying it's the, it's, I'm fulfilling the dream I never thought I, I'll even have, you know. So it's exciting. Um, everyone around me is kind of, you know, keeping me in check. And, you know, it's, it's doing the damn, you know, chipping away on emails. And early in the mornings and late at night, I'm, I'm uh, fulfilling my dream. Knowing what we know about the crowd restrictions, does that take anything away from what you expect the experience will be like? Um, I've never been in the Olympics before, so I can't say, you know, what it's going to be or what it wasn't, what it's not going to be. But uh, f- for us, it doesn't take anything away. It's, uh, it's the biggest sporting event in the world. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to compete for a medal. And uh, in our heads, it's, it's a baseball game that we want to win. So... Uh, I, I don't think it's going to take anything away, and every, if anything, it's just making it more special. All right, when you're facing your teammates in interest squad games, who's the toughest guy when he steps up to the plate? I would say Blake Galen. I mean, that guy covers left and right, and the guy swings to the fences. So uh, he's probably the, the guy I'll, I'll probably pitch around the most. And who is the guy when you get to Tokyo that you are most excited to face if you get the opportunity? I don't know. I, I really buy into the opponent is faceless and nameless, you know. Um, I'm going to execute my best pitches, and I'm going to hope for, for the best. I mean, we have a killer defense behind us. going to put the ball in play and uh, let the guys do their job. All right, I have to ask. You've been playing for this team specifically for 32 years. What, in your mind, is a bigger thrill, to be going to the Olympics or to have your own bobblehead? That's ah, a close one. I would say uh, I would not have a bobblehead if I was not going to the Olympics. So I would say uh, going to the Olympics is probably a bigger thrill. The bobblehead will just be, a, I guess, a souvenir on a shelf uh, 30 years from now. All right, let's uh, do a little advertising for City Winery. Again, former neighbors of ours used to be on Varick Street. We're on Hudson, of course. You guys moved uptown a little bit. How, how are the new digs? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it's on the water. It's uh the 5.0 venue that we, you know, that we, we built from scratch, uh, it's, it's a world-class venue. It's the best wine. We make the wine in, 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 our, in our location. And it's, uh, check out our show, you know, anywhere from John Mulaney to, you know, the rest in peace Prince. So it's just a great experience and something that I'm very proud of. Talking now to former World Series champion, WBC champion, and a guy who's stuck on 1,999 hits. I want to talk to you about that. Ian Kinsler is with us, playing on Team Israel. What's it going to be like to go to the Olympics and play with these guys? It's going to be exciting. Uh, heading over to Tokyo with Team Israel is going to be a great experience. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun and, and hopefully shock some people. How does this experience so far compare to what you were doing getting ready for the WBC a few years ago? No, it's way different, completely different. Uh, the, D, the WBC is held in the middle of spring training, and you're you have an old, a whole off season of work. You have started spring training, and you, you've you've seen some live pitching. You've played in big league games, and then you take off to go play in the WBC. So it's it's uh, it's way different. Um, you know, I've been working out and taking BP and taking ground balls, and at home, uh, and then I played for the Long Island Ducks for the last you know ten days or so. But it's it's way different. What was the experience like playing independent ball? I know Todd Frazier, former Met, a uh, guy that you've seen around the major leagues, did the same thing with Sussex County. What was it like for you? It was great. It was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it was nice to get in the game, get some game action, get caught up to speed a little bit, 
see some live pitching, uh, you know, run the bases, do, do all the little things. So it was, it was a good experience. There aren't very many guys who have won gold medals and World Series championships, let alone World Series first and then potentially a gold medal. What would a gold medal mean to Ian Kinsler? Oh, man, I, it's hard to think about it personally right now. Um, you know, mo mostly I think about it uh, as far as baseball world news and what kind of impact it would have if Team Israel walked out of that tournament with a gold medal. I think it would be huge news. I think the, uh, I think the country of Israel would be super proud of us. And I think it would allow kids to, to recognize the sport of baseball as, as something that they can do to get outside and have some fun and, and something else for them to do. And, and um, that's really the goal. Yeah, I was talking to your manager and we joked that, you know, obviously underdogs at the Olympics have done special things. Certainly, you know, fans around here remember Team USA in the 80 Olympics. This would probably be a feat uh, along those lines if you guys were able to wind up on the medal stand in Tokyo. Um, but I want to talk to you especially and I mentioned your career stats, 1,999. I know it's not 3,000, but how how much would 2,000 mean to you? It wouldn't mean, I mean, it's just a, another personal accomplishment. I don't know what that gets you. Um, basically, we can sit here and have a conversation, and you can say he's got 2,003 hits or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it, really, it really accomplishes nothing. You know, I gave everything I had. Um, I ended up with 19, you know, 1,999. That was, that was the number of hits I ended up with. So um, I'm not... I'm not yearning to get back and try to get one more hit or anything like that. If they want to institute the instant replay back to 2006, then great. Maybe find another hit in there somewhere. But uh, I'm not. That that is is the least of my concerns. And what do you expect you're going to be feeling when you take the field for that first game in Tokyo against Korea? I couldn't tell you to be honest with you. It's it's. Um, I think it's going to be something that I've never felt before. Uh, representing, you know, my heritage. Um, I don't. I, I don't know what. I don't know what. What it's going to feel like. Um, I think it's going to be super exciting. Hopefully, by that time, uh, Japan will allow fans into the into the stadium, and we can have some drums and some chanting and some excitement in the ballparks. But you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure what it's going to feel like. Ty Kelly's with us now. You're a guy who played for the Mets, so Mets fans certainly know who you are, and and they know you as a scrappy gamer guy you've been spending some time with the long island ducks and now here you are on team israel again because you played with these guys when they clinched the olympic berth a couple of years ago i want to go back to that day if you don't mind and when rosenbaum gets under that last out and squeezes the ball what's going through your mind um i mean i think going into that last game we were all prepared for it we definitely wanted to take care of business um because there had been some other games earlier in the the european championship that um we you know we kind of took for granted and um we you know we ended up winning them but it was uh, it was not easy so i think we didn't want to go through that again so it was a little bit of relief but also i think we were all Kind of ready for it or at least i was i know everyone was overjoyed and um, lots of crying from everyone and um it was very emotional um but yeah it was just it was uh amazing and and from you know from having retired from uh baseball about a week or two before that is uh um it was cool to kind of still be in it and um you know get this one last hurrah Guy's a fun follow, by the way, on social media. So if you're not following Ty Kelly, you need to be following Ty Kelly. He's got some interesting insights and great takes and a terrific sense of humor. Um, 
this part of your journey, how much does it mean to you to be heading to the Olympics and especially on Team Israel? It's incredible. Uh, baseball just continues to take me to places that I never dreamed I would be able to go. Um, it's taken me to the World Baseball Classic first, to Korea and Japan, um, and, and obviously an unbelievable tournament, unbelievable experience. Um, and then to, and it's taken me to uh, becoming a, a citizen of Israel and um, making Aliyah with some of the other guys and um, having this connection to Israel and to um, Jewish people um, everywhere and to my family uh, that's Jewish, the extended family who has uh, you know friends in Israel or has the connection to Israel of just um, really loving being Jewish um, and sort of getting together at holidays and things like that with them and, and being able to just be a part of that and be a source of pride for uh, for family and for other people around the world um, is very cool. Um, so yeah, in the Olympics, I'm not sure that I can even really conceptualize it yet. Uh, just I mean. It, you know, the World Baseball Classic is one thing, and this is a completely separate thing. Um, and so it's hard to even really think about what it's going to be like out there. Um, it, I, I'm just so excited and, and just ready to, to see what it's like. Do you allow yourself to dream about possibly winding up on the medal stand? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, every conversation that we have as uh, a team, you know, guys getting together, you know, how are we going to do this? What's it going to take? Um, just in the outfield, you know, during batting practice, getting together with some of the guys, just you know, like, how are we going to put this together? What's the formula going to be for us? Um, and, you know, as long as we can find an answer to that, then we can find ourselves up on the podium. I know it's not a typical Olympics because of the COVID restrictions. There may not be any crowd, let alone a sellout crowd, uh, when you get over to Tokyo. Do you think that it all takes away from this experience? I don't think it's going to take away from the overall experience. We're still in the Olympics. At the end of the day, we're, we're going to be feeling that um, no matter what. Um, I think that, of course, it would be amazing to have a sellout crowd out there, to have people from all over the world out there. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we're still playing in the Olympics and, you know, there are still huge consequences that are, uh, that come with each game and there's so much on the line. Um, and I think that we're going to feel that no matter what. Um, and it should be pretty interesting, uh, especially playing against a team like the U S who I think a lot of us know a lot of the guys in the other team, um, could be, uh, some smack talking in store. I imagine, uh, from both sides. Uh, which would be pretty interesting to to kind of have that experience. I mean, even in, in spring training, you have uh, you know some fans at least. Um, but so it's it's going to be very interesting. You spent a little time with Todd Frazier, I think, on the Mets. What will it be like to go up against him on the field in this format? I look forward to the to uh, the uh, smack talking from him for sure. I, I think that it, I definitely have him in mind, um, and I think that it's going to make it really fun. Um, yeah, especially with, you know, we've played with a lot of those guys and um, it's going to make for, you know, hopefully a very competitive, fun game. Ty, last question. New York area fans, Long Island fans interested to know, what does your life look like after the Olympics? Where's your career taking you? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I would love to find myself back in affiliated ball. And uh, I mean, in my mind, you know, possibly getting called up at the end of the year, if not that. Um, finding my way, you know, to possibly winter ball and, and staying in baseball. I feel really, uh, I feel the best that I have, at, you know, 
as a combined left and right side of the plate um, as a switch hitter, I, I don't think that I've ever felt this good um, as a combo. So I am just really excited to keep playing and to see, you know, where I can take it. I still feel good. Uh, I'm not 33 yet. So, you know, in my mind, I'm still young enough to stay in the game. And I have so much experience defensively all over the field that um, it's just been hard to uh, justify not playing anymore um, with all the things that I'm capable of doing. Um, so hopefully back in affiliated ball somewhere and I will take it from there. So that'll do it for this episode. I'm Mark Ernay. That was Ty Kelly. And before him, Ian Kinsler, Shlomo Lippitz, Peter Kurz, and Eric Holtz as we were talking baseball with Team Israel. And you're on the mark.